Welcome to So You Think That Was Good Do You, a podcast where we take a look back at the films from your childhood and question the absurdity of their universes. My name is Evan. It's bloody spoopy season, baby. We've started early. We're going for nine bloody weeks. I'm joined by Carl and Johnny. How you doing, boys? I am so hot. <laughs> I'm slick to the touch. Bloody warm, isn't it? It's so warm. We are not made for this. No, it's 29.1 degrees in my living room, and don't I fucking know it. I can't have the fans on because it fucks with the microphones. All the windows are closed. Yep. <laughs> We're it locked is... up, baby. Yeah, Johnny and I are both currently topless, but Evan is a ghoul, so... He's not I allowed to display all that. Nobody wants to see. We're not going to be able to do the episode if I take my top off. You'll be calling fucking animal services. <laughs> Somebody come pick up this fucking rodent. Even in an audio form, people will be put off if Evan is topless. His image would be waving like in the ring. Like in the footage, we would only see just a ghoulish goal, ghost, ghost. Oh god, I'm, I think I've got COVID, boys. <laughs> Oh, well, we're all delirious, either because of COVID or the heat, or because it's bloody spoopy season, boys, when Cole uh, mentioned this, I'm sure, just because I picked a really terrible movie, and he was like, I know how to make Evan not do this movie, it's just to mention spoopy season, and he was bloody Do you want to tell him the movie? Yes, it was What Women Want, starring class act Mel Gibson. (laughs) Anything to get out of watching another two-hour movie. It was very long. This was two hours long, Cole. <laughs> so Florence was very upset that we didn't get to watch What Women Want, so now I have to watch it at the weekend. So oh, I mean, we'll, we'll it anyway. watch it. We'll just postpone it till after spoopy season. Yeah, at some point I'd like to do a rom-com season of some sort, because they're all terrible. February. February for Valentine's. No, Evan, your face yeah. is saying no. Uh, my concern <laughs> with that is that Groundhog Day is in February. <laughs> Another very special holiday. We've got plans. <laughs> um, yes, no, I'm absolutely keen to do rom-coms, but boys, we're stalling. We've got to get right into it. And this week, and this week, we watched 2002's The Ring, based, of course, on the some other times Japanese film Ringu. Uh, <laughs> I really didn't think you'd do it. Was that I that? didn't either. Yeah, that's what the movie's think- called. <laughs> He's just giving it the appropriate uh, emphasis behind yeah, if it. If I pronounced a French word in an English accent, all the French would complain. Very so, true. Also, I'm not English. I'm half Maltese. So, because, I think it's just because it's the same as when any, say, British or American person is speaking normally and then they get to a word like chorizo and feel the need Chorito. to suddenly turn <laughs> extremely <laughs> Spanish and you just go, oh, what a cunt. When they read Barcelona and they say Barcelona. Yeah. yeah. When I hear you say Ringu. <laughs> it, just... How often do we talk about this? That's probably the first <laughs> time I've ever said Ringu in front of you. The only time I've ever quit, said something equitable to that is when we played Rocket League and they brought out the, the Tokyo map and everything in that just oh. ends in a U. Golu! Yeah. <laughs> Oh, God. He's staying silent, but he knows I'm right, and he doesn't like admitting that. So expect Cole not to be in the rest of this episode. I'm just trying to avoid the cancellation that's going to happen. Uh, if you go back, oh, cancellation. I stay quiet. Right, sorry. <laughs> 
We are in touch a beer. <laughs> okay, I'm in the clear. Carl, <laughs> oh, why did you say that? <laughs> I have no idea who this movie is directed by, so we don't have to cover that. There's some famous people in this. There's Naomi Watts. Um, no Brian one else Cox. Note. Um, oh, yeah, Brian Cox is in this, who plays yeah. uh, Richard someone. We'll get to him in a bit. And the music is by Hans Zimmer. Really the only yeah. other notable thing about this movie. I tell you bloody what, boys, I've forgotten to get a plot synopsis for the first time in a long time. So I, I'm just going to pretend like I have one. It'll be just as bad as they usually are. So, How about you track <laughs> one down and we'll just listen to Johnny do his Japanese impression until you find it. Ah, it's like, strap in. This is called the cancellation season. Not, can not Evan find season. a plot synopsis before we before get cancelled? <laughs> oh, God, the pressure! <laughs> Oh my god, this is so terrible. Okay, I've got it. That was hard, wasn't it? Almost immediately. <laughs> it sounds like just another urban legend. A videotape filled with nightmarish images leads to a phone call foretelling the viewer's death in exactly seven days. Newspaper reporter Rachel Keller, brackets, Naomi Watts, is sceptical of the story until four teenagers all die mysteriously exactly one week after watching just such a tape. Fucking who wrote this? Allowing her investigative curiosity to get the better of her, Rachel tracks down the video and watches it. Now she's just seven days to unravel the mystery. All lies. Apart from the seven days. She, yeah. she takes she, no initiative in this story. She is told to do it, and then she's trapped because she's yeah, going to die. I think so. Although, we'll get to it. Incredible investigative journalist. Investigative... Oh, fuck. I said it once, and now it's lost. I did it in Batman. I can't do it again. <laughs> uh, not to beat a dead horse, but investigation <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. Can we go back to the nightmarish videotape? Mm. Sure, yeah. Because when this movie came out, they released that tape's content with no context. And that's how they built up hype for the movie. Not that scary, really. It is if you don't know what it's about. I'd put forward that the boat ride scene in Willy Wonka is more scary than this tape. Yeah. i tell you what it reminded me of. I don't know if you guys watched The Office... The American Office. It's no. Gabe with the cinema of the uh, uncomfortable or something. It's like on their Halloween episode, and it's just him with like loads of clips of really uncomfortable thing, and everyone's really grossed out. That is essentially what this this tape was. Bearing in mind, in the office there was no dead girl coming out of a television. <laughs> but <laughs> okay, I'm gonna hit two points there. One, this reminds me more of like psychological conditioning stuff where you're put in a Russian lab and they try to turn you into like a sleeper cell. That's what yeah. the, the tape read to me. Uh, and two, I forgot what the thing you just said was, so I can't remember number two. So let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> Which is really ah. foreboding for this episode because it's long, this movie, and it requires me to remember a lot. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I biffed it so early. (laughs) The movie begins with two teenage girls, Becca and Katie. Uh, They're hanging about. It's a sleepover. And, you know, they're having a laugh. They're having a joke. Uh, One girl is quite annoying. uh, annoying. I think it's Katie. And then Becca sort of brings up a 
a videotape that has been circling around. I know why she's really annoying, Katie, because she has conspiracy theories about something. I didn't write down <laughs> that must be was, annoying, but she is really <laughs> banging on about it. Yeah, but you're having to sleep Evan, over with one. That person. is a direct attack on my character, <laughs> Johnny. When you've had a bag of coke, anything sounds good. When you're just sleeping over at your friend's house and all you've got is videos, not so great. Yeah, this is the electro rays that are going through your brain by watching TV. That's yeah. it. Yes. Which is a good point for me to plug my new EP. <laughs> I've got an EP coming out next next week. On is it Dark called Things. Electro Rays? Nope, but I do make oh, Electro Rays. So. He's made a terrible link. <laughs> Please rename it to Electro Rays and maybe I'll keep this in. <laughs> All right. I'll well, have to speak to the label. <laughs> 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 Beck is so goddamn sick of of Katie's conspiracy theories that she brings up this cursed videotape that's going around that kills you in seven days, and then Becca, then Katie's immediately like, "Oh, I've already seen it," and it, there's like a really tense moment that's built where you're worried that this girl has actually seen it, and you get a phone call after you've watched it, and you're gonna die, and. The tension's immediately broken when they start laughing and joking again. And you're like, oh, mm. we're just joking. This is like a, a bait and switch scene. And a then double bluff. immediately she's like, oh, I have actually seen it. And this is the seventh day and the phone rings. But before we get there, boys, if any of you listened last spoopy season, I did miss it for some episodes, but this is my favorite segment and I'll be doing it for the next nine episodes. <laughs> this is my segment, Fucked Facts. Where it's not necessarily a scary or spoopy fact, but just something to do with a production that we've watched that isn't necessarily not fucked. So, (laughs) I actually have two that are intertwined with the same person and offers you two perspectives on them. I will make no comments on it. It's up to you to decide. It's simply something that happened. Fucked fact number one. And this has to do with... Amber Tamblin, who was in House, as you said before we started this call, mm-hmm. when House started getting bad. That's nothing to do with this. And she plays Katie, um, yeah. who will become important kind of in a bit. So, in an open letter to Teen Vogue, Amber Tamblin <laughs> accused James Wood, famous actor, of seducing her and a friend and offered to take them both to Las Vegas. Woods called her a liar, to which she replied, accusations like that sent me back to the day in the producer's office and back to all the days I've spent in offices of men. Pretty fucked. Fact fact number two. In 2018, she tweeted about an incident in Brooklyn where a Hasidic Jew almost hit her and her young daughter with a van. About this, she said, This is not the first time a man from the Hasidic community in New York City has attempted to harm me or other women I know. End of tweet. A journalist from said community uh, remarked on this, uh, saying how terrible it was that she would stereotype an entire community based on one incident. Uh, Do what you will with those facts. All I'm saying is simply they're fucked. Let's continue with the movie. Agreed. (laughs) Fucked. (laughs) The phone rings in the house. Becca, one of the teen girls, goes downstairs to answer it, but... At least for us, there is no one on the other end. As she's down there, the TV turns on mysteriously by its own. It's all staticky. She turns it off. It turns back on. Classic horror stuff. Uh, She unplugs the TV. The fridge opens with like an ominous whooshing sound. This is like really building something up now. Maybe Becca's going to die. 
Sorry, this is all Katie, by the way. I've been saying Becca. I meant Katie. Uh, doesn't matter. <laughs> I got really confused at the beginning of this movie. She <laughs> calls up to Becca, no reply. There's water coming out of Becca's room. Uh, she she walks in. The TV is on. There is a well on the TV. The movie cuts away. But we are to assume that dun, Katie, dun, dun. the person who I've been referring to as Becca, is dead. Mm. The movie proper begins now. That's just the, the opening. Um... Our protagonist, Rachel, <laughs> picks up, I'm not going to say who this is yet, I'll just give him the name, Aiden from school. Uh, she's late. The teacher's kind of annoyed, but she's got something she wants to talk about. Aiden has been putting together some kind of disturbing drawings uh, during his time in class, and the teacher's asking about whether or not this is linked to Katie, who is Aiden's cousin, who's just mm. died. And she immediately flips this because she's like, well, it can't be about Katie because Aiden's been doing this, these drawings for a week and Katie's only been dead for three days. Uh, this this boy is the most haunted child I've ever seen in my entire fucking life. You think of like, is it Damien from The Omen? Yes. Yeah. yeah. He's got nothing on this boy. He looks like a 55-year-old accountant, but in the body of an eight-year-old boy. It is truly terrifying he, he could have just been doing his normal things he could have been going to school playing at the park or whatever and i'd look at that kid i'll be like nah nah he's he's off to kill someone one day i've written a whole bit on this a bit later <laughs> and nowadays he's a lawyer for the u.s government so still a goal it turns really? out yeah. but wow. you do wonder though between this kid the kid from ai and the kid from the sixth sense it's no wonder a good percentage of our generation are just like, no, I'm not having kids. Not a chance. No wonder yeah, we're all uh, creeped out by children. Yeah. <laughs> it's true, though. I, th- I think we've been so indoctrinated into <laughs> thinking children are the enemy. <laughs> I tell that to my sisters every time I see my nieces and nephews. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's something off about him, but it's more like, for me anyway, he's got like the Benjamin Button thing, where he is actually 60. He's just got a child's body because he doesn't yeah. act like a child in any of this at all no he There's calls his mother of... by the first name oh well we're gonna get to that Charlie. <laughs> okay because <laughs> we don't know who his fucking mother is yet and nor do we find out for a long fucking time how old is he meant to be i think he's nine or like ten? eight yeah yeah, yeah around that around did that you age. see the the classroom board when he his mum goes to pick him up. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, it, on on it, it has their schedule for the day, and it says today we will have a morning meeting, take a walk outside to observe trees, <laughs> read and write, eat lunch, play outside, rest. Easy day. That's the school day. Well, that sounds nice. <laughs> gonna have lunch, then we're gonna play outside. And then just rest. So everything after lunch is just nothing. Right, if I rest at the same time as I look at the trees, I can cut this day in half. (laughs) (laughs) Home by lunch. I forgot to mention the drawings, by the way. So the teacher makes out they're proper disturbing. It's They are for a child, I suppose. There's these women lying down in each of them. It looks kind of like they're in a grave. And then the teacher's like, is this Katie? And the mum looks at it. Sorry, Rachel looks at it. And it's like, yes, this is Katie. And then she's like, oh, well, they were done a week ago. How is he drawing Katie dead when she's only died three days ago? And then you see the drawings and it's just a fucking stick figure. And you don't know how <laughs> Rachel has made the leap from. It's in a puddle a of water, though. Figure. That's the scary part. Well, 
in a bit we do get an answer to this question, which is that Katie was telling him that she's going to die, which is a yeah. lot for an 18, 19-year-old <laughs> to be putting on an 8-year-old boy. Oh, just by the way, I watched a video that kills you in seven days, and I will yeah. be dead. <laughs> I'm, Do I'm with that what you will. There before Johnny, super weird that an eighteen-year-old yeah. girl is hanging out yes. with a nine-year-old boy, cousin or is, not. What the fuck is, are they doing all the time? In quotation marks, his best friend. Yes, I'm her best friend. <laughs> weird madness. as hell. Crazy way to open the movie. Um, <laughs> But we're back home now. Rachel is putting Aiden to bed and uh, he's too tired for a bedtime story. So this is where really the highlight, it highlights how unclose these characters are. Uh, Aiden calls this woman Rachel. Uh, he, she calls her Aiden. There's really no love lost between them. It, no. Honestly, I don't feel like they've met before today in this movie. <laughs> There's no familiarity. Um, and then Aiden follows this like, kind of exchange up with saying... Uh, I don't feel like we have much time left before we die, which is where he said, uh, Katie told me she's going to die soon. It's weird as fuck. And she did. Yeah, it's super... It's at this point that all of my notes from now on, and I posit that this is how we should refer to Aiden as Nightmare Boy, because no normal child should talk like that, not even to his mum. Calling your mother Rachel instead of mum or mam... Is... I didn't even know it was his mum at this point. I honestly no, believe she I was didn't. like his carer. There was yeah, I did nothing too. between these people. It was very fucking weird. So this next scene highlights it so good. Rachel wakes up clearly late. Uh, it like looks like she's been drinking the night before. She's panicking. She goes into her closet. She can't find her clothes. She walks out into the living room and Aiden has laid out her her like black dress, her shoes, a little black bonnet for her, her pants, her socks probably as well, <laughs> for them to go to the, the funeral that's coming up. And he's also put himself in a suit and tied the perfect Windsor knot of his own. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what this kid has seen prior to this movie, but it has aged him well beyond the years of his physical body. A 55-year-old accountant. This kid has nailed I, the Windsor knot pre-YouTube. Yeah. Insane. Yeah. Impressive. I believe him when he says he doesn't have enough time left in the last scene. This he's busy boy, doing his taxes. Yeah, well, he's gazed into the eyes of an eldritch horror, come out the other side, and is understandably frustrated with the actual adult he lives in who can't get up on time and dress herself. <laughs> this boy has seen it all. Come on, mother, get it together. He's We've tired. got places to be. Yeah. The darkness yeah. calls for him. Yeah. And don't we fucking know it? The nightmare boy lives. He will live forever, but not want to. <laughs> anyway, moving on to Katie's wake. They've gotten all dressed up. They're heading over to Katie's house. And oh, this is where it's revealed that uh, Aiden and Katie were like best friends. They, they were hanging out all the time. Katie was uh, 16, by the way, not 18. Uh, and he's really torn up no, about it. No, it's fine then. More so, uh, sure, more so than Katie's mum and dad. Like, the mum does ask Rachel to look into things, which we'll get into mm. in a second. But Katie's dad, I don't know which casting director hired this man, <laughs> but this really was his first go at acting. And the director really <laughs> did just accept that first take because it is not an emotion. He's supposed to be a broken man. Like, yes. Right? Yeah. yeah. But I thought it, it was is. pretty good. I thought it was very Joker-esque. They could have just stuck a cardboard cutout on the sofa and gone, he's, he's just not quite right since she died. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He could have just been staring down as opposed to being like, 
yes, I'm fine. <laughs> Check that's script. Good How are you? <laughs> yes, that's exactly what he says. He's got it written I'm on fine. his hand. How are you? <laughs> Katie's mum asks Rachel to use her journalism powers to find out, uh, to, to dig into what happened to To dig to into Katie. what? As far as they are aware. Supposedly had a heart attack. And oh, yeah, I think exactly. here is where the basis comes from is because the doctor says she has a heart attack, but then they can, they've all seen Katie and she clearly didn't have a heart attack. No, her jaw her mouth is, is about fucked. two metres away from her eyes. <laughs> Something think- other than a heart attack happened. I think I sent the picture to you and just yes. said, it looks like she died from the world's biggest sneeze. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be terrified to sneeze from now on. It's, it's, what if my jaw falls off? In, in what world is it reasonable to go to an investigative journalist and go, you need to look into this? She had a heart attack in the living room. Yeah, it turns out there is something, but why Why would you have that assumption? The police should be thinking before this, that girl did not die of a heart attack because her jaw is off her fucking head. They should be the ones fucking looking into it. Not she was the sister of the bereaved. Bloom the same day she died and soaking wet. Yeah. Just like all the victims of this ghost. By that logic, so, I'm about to fucking die because I am like, slick. Don't you fucking yawn, bro. <laughs> Well, after this, Rachel then speaks to Katie's friends who are also at the wake. And we learn that Becca, who was there that night with Katie, has been moved to a mental institution because she hasn't dealt well with what happened. Uh, also, Rachel learns about the tape that they watched from... Literally, this character is called Male Teen Number 1 on the credits. That uh, is probably one of the most recognisable actors in yeah, this, because he was in I, the OC, but after yeah, this. Yeah, that was yeah. it. Adam Brody, right? It might have been, yes. That's yeah. familiar. He's in yeah. um, the Shazam movies as well. And yes. he's in a fantastic movie. I think it's called The Kid Detective, or something like that. About, um, Sounds shit. Well, it's about um, a kid detective all grown up. <laughs> so, oh, okay. Yeah, it's, it's quite interesting. He's had this full mental breakdown, because he was the kid detective solving kids' TV show-like crimes, and then a little girl went missing, and the entire town was like, well, solve this then, and he never could. Oh, God, that's really good. Really good. That's yeah. it. I might have to watch that. But this is the last scene he's in. Uh, we also <laughs> learn about Josh, Katie's boyfriend, who also died the same night. This is like the bread cup. The bread crumb. Bread cum. <laughs> <laughs> it's the bread cum. This is the bread cr- <laughs> Should we call it until the heat wave's over? I almost yawned then and really panicked. Don't you, don't you dare yawn. My brain can't handle that kind of trauma. <laughs> this is the breadcrumb that Rachel follows. I haven't even written that down. I don't know why I'm banging on about this breadcrumb. It is not in my notes. I just thought of the words and I thought, definitely say that, Evan. And then my brain went, no, you, you've got to get it out. I'll sound Fucking so out. smart. <laughs> <laughs> Breadcrumb. <laughs> goes up to Katie's room whilst all this is going on, and he just has a fucking really long stare at the TV. The mm. lights are off. The TV are. The TV are off. <laughs> Fuck. It's so hot. I don't think you know how hot it is, listener. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> 
Rachel is not at all concerned about Aiden when she finds him. He's staring at a blank TV. She just packs him up and takes him home after this. My my note for this bit is that um, it's where he says it's not her room anymore. And my note was fucking hell, kill the child. He's the key. <laughs> Get it all over and done with. Just kill the boy. <laughs> I mean, it's a, a valid note because this movie sets up this boy for having a massive role in the events of the movie. And by the time we get to the end, and we aren't spoiling anything by doing it now, he is of no importance well, at all. No. I think what they're building up the idea of is that he could end up becoming like this little girl. Because... yeah. She is definitely a victim of neglect, we find out later, and I think it would be fair to say he's on his way too. She isn't the most caring of parents, and his dad probably could be around a bit more. (laughs) For all we know, this is just this boy's other best friend. (laughs) (laughs) Like my best friend when I was a child, Joggy. (laughs) Carl, you don't know about this, do you? I had an imaginary friend. Uh, when I was little, called Joggy, who was a Victorian boy who lived in my cupboard. <laughs> that was fucking creative, wasn't it, Johnny? <laughs> it was a ghost. <laughs> my sisters were scared when I would tell them about him. I don't like it now. <laughs> Joggy Johnny was sound, and man. Joggy. <laughs> when this next scene... Oh, what a great We've segue. moved on, but insane. Johnny did make it sound like Joggy had a theme tune for a second there. Oh, that's the uh, that's Marley and Marley from Muppets Christmas Carol. Oh, okay. Joggy and Johnny. <laughs> My favourite movie of all time, in case either of you didn't know. In the next scene, Rachel is reading a news article about Josh's death, who was, of course, the boyfriend of Katie, another dead person in this movie. Um, and I, I wondered here if this is what Katie's mum meant about... Rachel's journalism powers if the Mm. first thing you do as a journalist is read the paper and that's the first (laughs) clue isn't it Uh, and also it's that she had to go into like a a record room she's the Batman of investigative journalists (laughs) let's go check other people's work exactly (laughs) and she had to go into a like a records room for the for a paper that came out like yesterday so the paper she works for only prints one paper, because otherwise it would have been readily <laughs> fucking available. You can get yesterday's paper today, definitely. Uh, or just so, ask one of your colleagues. There are far too many people working in that building if they only print one paper. Which we learn <laughs> later on, because that manager who comes around tries to fire Rachel on the spot. <laughs> yeah. Just for working. So we are not... Ma- we did one paper, and we have lost two million pounds. <laughs> he goes, you're fired, and she just goes, no, no. I'm not. Flip you that Uno reverse card. No, you're fired, Mr. Boss Man. And we never see him again. No. It's all right. There's 40 minutes of this movie that doesn't need to happen, that will happen, that means that that character couldn't get any more screen time. So let's move on. Rachel drives to the Shelter Mountain Inn. Shelter Mountain, is that right? Yeah. Bad name. Okay, that is a bad name. Uh, This is where the kids she read about, Josh, Katie, and two other friends who also died, they stayed, uh, and she thinks this is where they watched the tape because it was seven days before they died. She gets yeah. into the like the reception area, and the manager's like, the kids didn't pay, they complained the TV wasn't working, so he gave them videos, and the kids didn't pay. He really but, wanted the money from her, so she paid a lot for the room that she's going to stay in. And that's she, not all he did, though, is it? 
he oh, tried to wait. do a magic trick with the cards. He did, and yeah. it struck such a chord in my brain. You don't like magicians? No, I like magicians. I don't like people who are trying to be magicians who are bad at being magicians. You're like novice magicians. <sighs> if you're good at it, do it. If you're still shit, don't bother. Refine okay, your like trade yes. <laughs> and then show me your card trick. I don't even want to see a card. Card tricks are shit. Um, I like them because it takes skill to do it. Like you have to have, I don't have nimble hands. Sorry, Chloe. Uh, so I can't do them. <laughs> but uh, I, I get what you mean. Like get better before, like I'm not a fucking guinea pig. I want to see you do it. I don't want to. Exactly. Yeah. He showed her three cards and they were all wrong. Even the one at the end where she said it was right was still wrong. Don't you feel like he had more significance in knowing the videotape was here? Because you would think later so. on, yeah. we're jumping right to the end here, but I'm just going to say it now because it's not an important reveal. It's a reveal that making a copy of the tape saves you from being killed by Samara. And mm. he's still hanging about. Like, he's near the well all the time. So she surely he's getting the whispers and the visions from her. So therefore, so. he must be making the copies to hand out to people who stay at the cabin well, in order to keep alive himself. It's just the same it's the same copy being passed around, isn't it? Sure, yeah, unless one of them takes it and then you got to bang another out. But... When they head to Shelter Mountain Retreat, whatever it's called, shit name. Shelter Mountain. At, <laughs> at the end of the movie, underneath the bit that says shelter mountain it says closed for like for the foreseeable future apparently in the deleted scenes he did watch the tape and then died and that's why it's closed oh but she took the fucking tape oh i guess he could have watched it before she took it well it would have been closed when she went back because his seven days would have started before her seven days started because she watched it there which means she went there whilst he was dead but everything was still open anyway Mm. (laughs) (laughs) fuck this Hmm. Rachel is now uh, staying in cabin 12 which is where those kids stayed and uh, she steals that uncased videotape that she saw in the the reception area and she watches it in the very room that the kids watched it in Um, oh yeah and then this is just where we're showing the video for the first time the whole it's just flashing images of stuff there's like a centipede there's there's a blood yeah Yeah. there's a chair there's like the woman in the mirror there's all this stuff which is then like breadcrumbs for later on (laughs) and I like that I like that those things come up again but I don't feel like when they come up they're significant in any way it's just things that were kind of about the house later on like those things don't play into Samara's story they're just stuff that were at the house. No, they do, because the whole point of it is <laughs> the the stuff that she's seen. And it's seen. she puts it... I see but shit all the time. I yeah, see but... a fuck... If there's a fucking videotape based on me and there's a fucking post box in there, that's because I see a lot of fucking post boxes, not because post boxes are relevant <laughs> to my ghosting. But if your bedroom was in a post box, Evan, it might be important to you. <laughs> it's known as something as a Nensha which is a form of a spirit, um, a form of spirit photography that enables someone to burn images from their mind into any solid surface uh, just by thinking about them. So that's what I think the girl was meant to be. So that's why it's just stuff that she's seen. But then I'm guessing maybe in the original cut, that's probably more prevalent. Sure, yeah, yeah. Whereas in uh... this, it's probably not as, it's not as, it's just a girl in a well. They do have a lot of ghost stuff over 
that way. Is this China or Japan? Japan. It seems like a Japan thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Straight after Rachel watches the videotape, of course, she gets the iconic call where somebody warns her, somebody, Samara, who we've mentioned five times already, says that she has seven days to live. <laughs> uh, and I've got a question for, for you boys. <laughs> it is... And ignore that you've seen the rest of the movie for this. Imagine you've received this call. Does that mean one week from today, or is it seven business days? And if so, does that mean she doesn't work weekends? And then what about bank holidays? Can I technically jam in three extra days into this, extending it to ten days, if those don't count? It, it depends if it's her first job. If it's if <laughs> this little girl's first job is being a haunting spirit that kills people, either way, I quite like the idea of her just doing her normal day to day life between those things, I, going going to the shops, doing some shopping, cooking. I doing also all think this it makes stuff. you scarier as a ghost because if you say seven days, they're like, oh shit, I watched it on Monday, I'm going to die on Sunday, and then. Saturday, Sunday, Monday pass because it's weekend and bank holiday. Nothing's happened. And they're like, oh, the tape wasn't real. And then bang, fucking Monday. Roll over, bitch. I've got you. And if you watch it at 11 a.m., she's going to be busy outside observing trees. So That's true. And then what about daylight savings? If I watch it at 11... <laughs> I'm safe. You gain an extra hour. Oh, wait. No, and then you no, do no. the big yawn. Yeah. Do you reckon uh, on she's sort of like caught off guard when it gets to seven days? Like, oh shit, I got somewhere to be. <laughs> she's at Best the get office. The, yeah. <laughs> Best crawl through that telly. <laughs> uh, happens a lot less in this movie than I thought it would. Like crawling through a telly, we only see it once, and scary yeah. movie would have me believe it happens every time. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, I think it's alluded to with the first kill because you see the well at the beginning, but you yes. don't actually see her come through. Because I don't, I hate that with horror films where you see the the baddie too quickly. Like, sure. you, it, it ruins it for the rest of the film. But they do a real good job of this. It's literally in the last sort of fifteen minutes where you actually see. You don't even really kill. see her once. You see her in flashbacks and stuff. Yeah, only you see she like cuts of her Aiden. real fast. Yeah. But apparently she can come through any reflective surface, which I guess is the significance of the mirror in the video. Um, I didn't know which, that. Yeah. It, and apparently that implies that the way she got to the guy that died on his motorcycle, one of the four that watched, was that she actually emerged through his motorcycle visor. Why wasn't that shown? That is the... <laughs> That is because a thing you should be that showing. Would that is be fucking sick. scary, to be fair, yeah. Because if she was the same dimensions as she would have had to be coming through a TV in a visor, she would have been fucking tiny. And that wouldn't have been scary. <laughs> that would have been funny. You're... <laughs> a tiny little gremlin latching onto a guy's face. <laughs> Just trying to pull his mouth off. open. <laughs> or, actually, no, I suppose she doesn't do any physical damage. But to make someone else yawn, all you have to do is yawn. So she's just yawning in front of him. <laughs> <gasps> oh no! I'm so Stop tired. it, Evan! Stop it! I'll yawn. <laughs> well, all the while uh, she is on vacation watching a cursed videotape, Aiden is actually on his own at home, just looking after himself. Uh, and the next day, he just kind of packs up for school, makes his own lunch, uh, and goes on his way. And this was a really strange scene for me, and I don't know if you boys picked up on it. 
But he he starts to walk to school. It's pouring. He hasn't been cursed or anything yet. He's still weird, obviously. He's seen the eyes of an eldritch horror. And like he, he lowers his umbrella at one point and in front of him has stopped a man. And this yeah. man looks like your average crackhead. He's rugged. He's got long hair, long, like dark circles beneath his eyes like me. And then he's got his hood up. And you can see that this guy is going to take this boy, hurt this boy, kill this boy. And then he looks into Aiden's are, eyes. Are you sure you're like, not projecting, Evan? I promise you this is a scene in the movie. <laughs> I know. It's Noah. It's his dad. No, it's not. Yes, it, no, it is. Because yeah, he says later on, because he's been, he keeps seeing him outside school. Fuck! You can't let me finish my bit. Yeah. Now I'm going to cut this. Sorry, but I, I couldn't let you embarrass yourself further. <laughs> to all the Ring fans out there. Ringu. Rachel, <laughs> Rachel now meets up with one of her guy friends, and his name is Noah. He Is this the first time we see him in the movie? It, it is. Uh, it is, yes. Never have we seen him before, other than the uh, crackhead from the last scene. Then uh, <laughs> she's showing him a, a, a picture of all these kids who've been killed. All their faces are distorted. Um, and a photo she's taken of herself, which is also distorted. And he's like, oh, this is fun. I'm a photographer, so I like it when somebody plays with an image. Uh, and he doesn't really believe her story because she's tried to explain the tape, and instead of trying to convince him any further, she just lets him watch the yeah. video himself. Fuck and, uh, everyone. <laughs> sentencing him to death. So this, yeah. this whole blurry face when you're on camera and on video camera thing, I guess means that the that Katie's weird electro-rays conspiracy thing is real in this universe? I guess so, yeah. It's... It doesn't really explain why you would be blurry in a camera lens, unless it's that What's sort of... What's the electro rays, Johnny? <laughs> the name unless of your it's... new EP. Yeah. <laughs> Out next week on Duckland. Everyone's just going to be searching for electro rays and never find your new song. <laughs> they won't anyway. Yeah, she. So he watches the tape because she goes outside and she's looking into all the apartments that are across the way. Yes. And we're seeing everyone, they're watching their televisions. And there's even, in one of the apartments, there's a mother who's just fucked off and left her kid to watch TV so she can have some time away from it. And it almost feels like it's this warning of media and technology taking over our lives. (laughs) But watching this from 2023, it just feels a bit too late to, to watch it because it'd be it's no different than watching a movie about the 1800s and them going oh these newfangled radios they're gonna ruin the brains of all people civilization's gonna decline now we, we literally parent with ipads nowadays the threat that tv is gonna be just seems very diminished it's uh what is it in a million ways to die in the west you know the seth MacFarlane film yeah, where they're they're saying about you can't all these kids with those stick hoops. They say that they they can't focus on anything else because they keep using these stick hoops. Like because they you know the the old timey game where you would have yeah, a stick yeah. and, and a stick hoop and, circle. and you would hit it along the road. <laughs> that is just nowadays, but instead you're playing fucking Candy Crush. Well, no, not even that. Florence still plays Candy Crush, but <laughs> that is ten years in the past. <laughs> 
He's the, the, the phone rings for Noah now, but mm. he doesn't answer, which sort of opens a lot of questions for me because uh, Rachel it also ignores the call. And I, I start wondering, what happens if you just, you never pick up the phone? <laughs> it is, is it just like a, like a courtesy call at a hotel where they wake you up in the morning? Or does, and the, the seven days starts once you pick up, or is it the seven days have already started? She's, she's just letting you know. She's yeah. asking you to schedule <laughs> it in. Uh, or what if she answers the phone? Does the voice go, could you pass me over to Noah, please? I thought, well, I was thinking, what if you don't answer? Does she like phone you from other contacts in your phone to make you think it's someone else? That's very ghostly, isn't it? But what if you never answer at all? Does she follow you round, like in America, where they try to serve you court summons? Yeah. But instead, <laughs> she's always trying to hand you a phone to pick yeah. up. And then she quickly dodges away to phone you on the fucking burner in different disguises. Like she's a mailman. She, she works it. in KFC. Slips it in your pocket when you're not noticing. And she gives you a buzz, yeah. So is it seven Some days from times. when you finally get served? Or yes, is it seven days from when you watched it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's around this point that I was like, this is where I'm going to be arming up. I'm, I'm going to be buying some body armor and a shotgun. And well, I'm going to be wearing brass thing. knuckles constantly. I could beat a little girl up if I had to. <laughs> like, yeah. like, spoiler alert, Noah dies at the end for anyone listening. Or who hasn't seen this 2002 movie. But it's a little girl comes out of his screen and just starts walking towards him. Not once does he just go, well, what if I hit her? Yeah, what if I just knock this little bitch out? What if I just swing? <laughs> yeah, just I'm an adult man and it's it. an eight-year-old girl. <laughs> and she looks pretty tired from coming out of my TV. Yeah. She is on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> well, they do that in Scary Movie, so we can all watch that for our uh, for our shits and gigs. I'll never watch them. Um, I've seen them all. Uh, Rachel also asks Noah to look into the creation of the tape after he's watched it. So that just sets up a bit more of the movie. Um, oh, oh, yeah. They also make a, a, a copy of the tape now at uh, Noah's little office. I don't know. He's a videographer or something. He has something to do with fucking VHSs. Yeah. Uh, but he points out that the numbers that are supposed to like be the like a catalogue number timing, yeah, for the, yeah. the tape, they're a bit weird. So they can't determine how and when it was recorded. Uh, they look over it together. They notice that there are images outside of the frame, uh, which I don't think is something that can happen in actual film because you're always filming what you film. You can't accidentally mm. also film a thing next to the thing you're filming and that starts to come onto the screen. But it doesn't matter because girls can also spooky, come out of your TV. Evan, it's spooky. Yeah. As, as, a, as a female protagonist, she's a pretty progressive idea. She's quite independent and intelligent. But her yeah. going over to the video man's place, who owns all the video equipment, and then ruining the whole fucking mm. thing because she won't let him do it. She just keeps elbow budging him off the equipment, going, let me do it, let me do it, and then fucks the whole thing up. Is quite infuriating. So you literally brought him in because he's the video guy, let him video. He's going to have no job in two years, it's all DVDs soon. <laughs> the fact that they made loads of copies made me think, like, what if there was like a thousand copies of this video, yeah? 
and loads of people were watching it at the same time. This little haunted girl would be run off her little feet, or is she like Father Christmas? Oh, that's going to be in multiple back places up her at once for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. At the start, it says she kills four people at the same time, so I think she can. No, but I don't. I don't know how no. accurate newspapers no, are. No, because no, they're not going to go. This one died at ten o one, and this one at ten o two. Yeah, it's just like in any cop show where they're like this one at ten o four because she was observing trees and having a rest. Yeah, they look at a body part <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, this guy died two hours ago." Ish. I agree. With Johnny, in that, you know, first of all, it's going to be like the first 20 people by seven days. And then all of a sudden she's like, well, I am booked up. Next person, eight days. Until eventually, down the line, you, you eventually you get your entire life because she's like, so busy. You get to watch the tape and you're like, she's like, you can live another 200 years. It's fine. She's like the best restaurant in town. Just, <laughs> just get a phone call. 655 days <laughs> to financial quarters. <laughs> that is number 1385. I will call you back with the time my calendar is booked. She's going to have to hire staff. She's going to have to build some other wells, put some other girls in the wells, Haunted and get ink. some fucking yeah. other people doing this. Yeah, it's, it's so weird in this scene as well because they, they both watch the tape. There is a... At this point, Rachel's like, I think I am going to die in seven days. Noah doesn't believe it. But they're having like this flirty exchange, which we, we don't know anything about their relationship yet. But it's so juxtaposed to the now time limit on their lives. This is kind of where I became disconnected from the yeah. movie. I was like, oh, this is putting more in than the movie needs. I know now I'm in. Now I know why it's two hours long. Because there's a bit more in there than I, I I need to know who Samara is. Yeah, yeah. Tell me who the actual villain is. I don't need to know about your weird Let, relationship. Let's get to the well. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I know the ring is a well. Uh, there's, We've there's seen it very, before. <laughs> I saw the well in the first five minutes of the movie. <laughs> the surprise later on, where you tell me the ring was the well, that's not a surprise. No. I've already seen the well. <laughs> This is the bit where um his like new girlfriend or whatever comes in. This is colleague. His colleague, but she kisses him as well. So I think it's she might be French. Could be French. His French colleague comes in and says bonjour. <laughs> <laughs> Je m'appelle unnamed. <laughs> Je m'appelle Noah's assistant. <laughs> Number two. <laughs> Deux. <laughs> Sorry, my uh, my French stops at Je m'appelle, and that's only because Johnny said it. <laughs> but she describes him as her partner in crime, which just reminded me of that meme of those two women where they say, this is my partner in crime. He says, you're ordering a cocktail, Sharon, not robbing Santander. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, well, Rachel's not pleased about this new girl and she kind of is like Noah I don't want you to have any part of this you're a you you get involved in something you're not a finisher that's what she says you you start things you don't finish them we don't know what that's about right now it might become important later Uh, (laughs) it kind of doesn't don't worry Saturday day three Rachel is now questioning Becca who is the girl who was with Katie when she died she's in a mental institution Becca's pretty much non-responsive for most of it until uh Rachel makes physical contact with her and Becca knows she's only got four days left to live. You'd think Mm. that would have some significance, but we don't see Becca again. Rachel takes the tape to a place 
where she's able to watch the like the individual frames of her footage on her own. She doesn't need Noah anymore, so she's gone to like a high tech video station video or something. place. Yeah, yeah, somewhere with lots of screens to 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 push the frame. What she's doing is watching the the movie and then pausing at a specific point and then actually trying to drag the frame across, <laughs> like with a mouse that's enough information for you to know that this is bullshit. But she sees a a lighthouse in that extra frame mm. and she's like, oh, that's probably important. I'll catalogue that for, a, for for later. Sunday. She also day. picks the fly off the screen, though. Yeah. That I liked that bit. I thought that bit was good because she pauses it and the fly is still moving on the screen. You see its legs and wings twitching. And then she goes in and picks it off and then there's like a little fly in her hands. She gets a nosebleed. I yeah, thought yeah that and the was... fly is like on the opposite side of the lens as well. It's yeah. not on the side you'd expect it to be on. It's, yeah. it's on her so side. So you were saying yeah. it's it more cool, of like but... a thriller at this point because the horror stuff really comes in like the last 20, 20 minutes and in the first 20. I don't think there's any horror stuff in this, Johnny. <sighs> no, not really. Not massively, no. But, <laughs> but I mean, that... it's spooky season, so lots but of it's... horror stuff, sure. <laughs> I will say that they build, the pacing of this is pretty good. I but could I, not disagree oh, more. But but I put that down to Hans Zimmer. I feel like it was all score on this. I feel like it was all miss, Johnny. <laughs> Thirty minutes in, I can see what Very you mean. Good. I felt like it was it was nicely moving, but then it gets to this point, fifty to literally an hour and forty in, where it's it's stuff I, I don't need. If you're doing a series, this is stuff you build up the mystery of what's going on to yeah. keep people coming back every week. But this is a fucking movie. I've got <laughs> other stuff to do to fucking day. Yeah. So I need to wrap this shit up, and none of it is important. We did not need Brian Cox's character in this at all. Like Brian I know Cox's character. Being, Sorry, um, the bit, the bit, no, no, the bit where I was like, "This isn't needed," is when a fucking horse eats itself off a boat for some reason. But that's linked to Brian's cat. We're, we're gonna get oh, into it. There's a lot care. of fucking horses in this movie. <laughs> I thought that was sick. <laughs> sure, sure, it was cool, but it it didn't belong in this movie. Horses have nothing to do with the well, Johnny. Yes, they do. <laughs> oh, but I still, all it reminded me of is. Do you remember in the Titanic where the guy falls and hits the propeller and it should be sad, but it's just funny? Her harassing a horse into yeeting itself off the side of a boat. Bear no relevance to the movie of one and also is hilarious, yes. Not for the horse. The horse, yeah, I've jumped ahead, but the horse was getting stressed and instead of just walking away... She just wound it up to the point where yeah. it was like, fuck. Kept saying, calm down. I cannot be on this boat anymore. <laughs> i got to get away from this haunted woman. We're going to get, well, this is a while away. We've got to power through to get to that. And we are ticking up the clock, boys. It's Sunday. It's day four. And Rachel has gone to a library. She's gone to a library. That's how far away we are from a ferry right now. We're still in the library How far phase. away we are from a horror movie right now. <laughs> We're in the library. Let's get even further away. She asks for every book that mentions the, a lighthouse in the US, which is a lot of books. <laughs> Luckily for us, even though this movie is two hours when it doesn't need to be, she finds it pretty quickly. She sees a lighthouse which matches the frame of the video she saw, and it turns out it's Moesco Island, which I assume is kind of nearby. Apparently. She does a bit of an online search and finds a photo uh, including a woman from the footage she saw as well, which is Anna Morgan. And she is she used to breed horses with her husband. All the horses are <sighs> dead on yes. that island, basically. 
The woman was haunted, and all the horses started fucking killing themselves. Yeah, she goes to the records room now, and she finds records about this these horses and this woman where she was breeding them and all the horses were essentially committing suicide because they were a bit weird. Uh, And then also Anna at some point committed suicide as well and she was suffering from hallucinations. And that's all we get for day four. Uh, It's day five. She spent all day at the library reading those two things. This is after she's convinced she's going to die on day seven. She's got two fucking days left. (laughs) (laughs) That's become... That's going to become even more annoying in a second. Uh, uh, so, pinning this, but it's, I know I usually forget about the pins. That pin's going to come out soon, don't worry. It's Monday, <laughs> day five. We're not even on Rachel right now. This is Noah. He's in a random corner shop, and the assistant tells him he's going to die uh, if he keeps smoking cigarettes. I hate Just that. Just another fucking scene to make the, the movie longer. I hate that. Yes. That, that would annoy me so fucking much. <laughs> Of course, but they've only done it to make it seem spooky, but it's not. It's just, we don't we don't need this here. <laughs> oh, Floss told me a story of a, she asked a guy for a lighter at a bus station once, and uh, he then put a voice box to his throat because he clearly had throat cancer and then gave her a lecture on why she shouldn't smoke. <laughs> oh, I've got a story on the opposite end of that. We've got time for it. It's very quick. I was walking home. This is when I smoked a lot, and I... Uh, uh, I was yeah, I was smoking a cigarette on the way back, and a homeless man saw me smoking, and he asked for a light. So I just I gave him a lighter, and then he gave went to offer it back after he lit his fag, after he lit his cigarette, and <laughs> I was like, no, don't worry. And for some reason, I really emphasised this, even though I didn't mean to. I've got plenty more at home, <laughs> and I walked away, <laughs> and I thought about that. For two weeks. I've got like, lights for days, son. Why didn't I just say, keep it, bud, don't worry. No, it's not I said at home. Like, I really emphasise, don't worry, loads of us have homes, and they're all, they're all filled with lighters. So, not only do you not have a lighter, you don't have a home. <laughs> While we're doing this, uh, Floss was saying that when um, she went over to her grand's house when she was little, and she bought a bootleg DVD which isn't even a thing, I don't think, anymore, because it's all online. Why bother, yeah. Yeah, and and she thought it was Lord of the Rings, but it was, in fact, this film. And they watched way too much of it when they were very, very young, (laughs) before they realised it wasn't, in fact, Lord of the Rings, it was The Ring. I mean... And that's questionable for them, because how far do you get into this movie without realising there is no Lord of the... <laughs> they were children and the... they'd never seen it before. They're not an adult with them. <laughs> no, they weren't. Well, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, so the, the importance of this scene was that... Uh, what is his name? Noah looks at a security camera and he sees that his face is distor- distorted also. Rachel is back at home... Uh, and she's taking a drink. She starts choking. And then she pulls eight foot of hair out of her fucking throat uh, like a magician with alopecia. <laughs> That's not a great joke, but I wrote it. Only because it's more surprising that a, a magician with alopecia would pull hair out of his throat because he doesn't have any hair. Now I've just explained the joke for you too. At least she Waterman. perfected the magic before she did it, so Johnny will be happy. <laughs> Water leaks out from her phone. She sees Samara in a vision. She gets a burn on her hand from where Samara grabbed her. Not important. Rachel then finds out that Aiden, uh, the boy that lives with her, has also watched the tape because he couldn't sleep. 
Uh, Noah calls at the same time. He's taken a bunch of photos of himself and they're all distorted. So everything's fucked for everyone. They're all realized they're going to die. And well, 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 we find out here that Jesus fucking Noah is Aiden's father, which is very interesting because in the same scene, it's where it's confirmed that Rachel is his mother, which is by far even more surprising to me. <laughs> Because not once in this movie have they seemed like mother and son. I know we've talked about it a few times, but the movie doesn't allude to that. It honestly feels like this is just a woman looking after a child she found, and they have barely talked. Well, the fact that she he doesn't refer to her as mum is Rachel all the way bizarre. Yeah, I mean, my nieces and nephews do it only because it annoys my sister and her husband. But they don't do it for some sort of like weird fucking, I don't know. It's it's just, it's creepy. It's creepy as fuck. I've left your clothes on the sofa, Rachel. <laughs> yeah. Make sure you dress nice. It's awake. <laughs> <laughs> Straight into Tuesday, day six now. This movie is wasting no minutes getting from day four to day six. Very no. quick. Rachel is now going through Katie's possessions back at Katie's house. And she finds a bunch of squiggly circles in Katie's diary. Uh, And I really like that it's day six into this professional investigative reporter's investigation. And she is only just visiting the crime scene. She started there when she was given the case. And we are six days, this one day until she dies, one day to solve the case. And only now is she going to the place that the person died to check around a bit. Not great. Not great journalism, that. No. Start and... from the end and work your way back. That's basic <laughs> basic journalism. <laughs> and realising how little time she has left, she's straight off to the island now, but she learned about three days ago, by the way. So she spent two days fucking about, then visited the crime scene, then goes to the island where all this stuff happened. And uh, this is where she's on the ferry. This is what we were just talking about. She accidentally angers a horse that's just on the ferry with them it gets loose somehow. Well, because she fucking let it out and and she's trying to calm it down. And she actually sounds quite sincere here. And at this moment, I thought this, this woman is more related to this horse than she is Aiden. There's more (laughs) familiarity between them than her and this boy. But understandably, the horse throws itself off the boat and into the propeller of said boat. Unbearable stuff. And like I said, funny for not the right reasons. Noah is working at the same time. He's not got long left either. And he breaks into a the mental institution where Anna Morgan um, was kept and also where Samara was kept at a previous point oh, uh, to, I... to look through Anna Morgan's records. This scene bugs the fuck out of me. Just I, I'm always bugged by any scene where the whole plan is dependent on the people you're tricking saying the exact right thing. Because he goes into the mental home and and he want he asks where the records room is, and they're like, yeah, you can't go in there. And he said, oh, I've been up there before, and the response is, uh, well, actually, it's downstairs. So <laughs> and gotcha. his whole thing, yeah, got you. Now I know it's downstairs. It's I know just, just where the downstairs door is. Yeah. yeah, it's just like yeah, yeah, I know. I've been in there, but been there before through the side door. Well, actually, the door's at the back and it's unguarded, so... (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's literally how it happens because he knows exactly where the door is and he gets right on down there. Uh, I think down there he he does find some records, but all they really say is how she tried to conceive 
and she miscarried a bunch of times. And also he finds some weird drawings of horses. Uh, well, they aren't drawings. They're more like x-rays. But they, we do find later on that they are drawings from Samara. Not important. Uh, Rachel arrives at the Morgan residence. Not, not a lot of this is important. This is the section of the movie I really had an issue with. So now Rachel is arriving at the Morgan residence. This is Anna Morgan. Uh, and she's just trying to check out what's going on. It seems like no one's there. But then around the back, she finds Richard Morgan, Anna's husband, Samara's father. Uh, he's still knocking about. She recognises the window on the, the the house as being from the videotape. Not a lot happens. He like doesn't give her a lot of information. But when he sees, when she mentions that she has the tape, he gets pretty good. He looks like he's going to kill her. He has a hook in his hand. Yeah, he's some real reason. agitated. He's just walking around <laughs> with a hook. Yeah, and he's, he's like, I'm going to murder you. And then she's like, I've got a copy. And then he's like, ah, well, it's out of my control then. But she, he makes her leave uh, because he doesn't want to answer any questions. Uh, Noah, back to Noah. Uh, he finds a videotape that that's just been. A lot of this fucking movie is in records rooms. That's my biggest issue. I've just realised a lot of this. Forty minutes of this is people searching records rooms for stuff <laughs> that you could just tell us. You don't need to show me everything. That's the problem with show not tell. Is that if you show me everything, <laughs> the movie is fucking four times as long and it doesn't need yeah. to be. He's in a fucking think, records room. He finds. I a think what video. I like about this movie is. Or maybe what was special about this movie at the time was that there were four teenagers in the woods and they all died from a horror thing, which is usually the plot of a horror movie. Sure. And there's an element to of this was different because it's almost someone investigating the aftermath of a horror movie. But it is a lot of fucking libraries and record rooms. Yeah. And maybe it's because it's been done so much now, it feels a bit fucking just get on with it but at the time it probably was it well it an was original big, idea it was the biggest massive. grossing horror since it like in 2017 oh. it was it, like it's since the what? most successful it the stephen since King. what it oh what? very good very good <laughs> did that gross anything though because that was a tv program no 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 the 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 second yeah they were on tv Chapter 2, It, in 2017. Right, I thought you were talking about the Tim Curry, It, 1990s TV show. It's the second highest grossing film ever. What, the TV show? No. (laughs) (laughs) Still no. Now it's all going to stay in. (laughs) Fuck you! But yeah, it grossed like 240 million in the box office, and that was only beaten by the Stephen King's uh, film recently. Well, they which, were good, to be fair. They were fucking good, yeah. but it must have had something about it, especially at the time, where it really did capture people's imagination. Because now I think, like like you said, Kyle, it's been overdone. Well, maybe not overdone, but it's there's so much of it. We're inundated by horror now, whereas before it was like real niche studios would produce this stuff, whereas yeah. now everyone fucking produces it, and there's specific studios who do it. Last year or the year before, whenever it came out, I went to see that smile. And yeah, I've not seen it. Yeah. That. It is just this movie though. Uh, yeah, I realized I did that realize that watching this. this I was yes, like, oh, yes. it's just the same movie. Because yeah. you can't really do finding a VHS and getting a call on your landline in two thousand and twenty one. Um well what happens in Smile is the person gets the demon thing in them. Right. And then after like a week, they kill themselves, and whoever they kill themselves in front of, then as a week before the demon gets them. 
It's all very strange, unless they yeah. kill someone in that week. Bit similar. Something like that, yeah. The same as <laughs> It Follows, which is an excellent movie, but that's just, you're going to be hunted by an STD demon until you fuck someone ST else demon. and then they're hunted. You have to keep like passing it down the chain. And I didn't realise that came from this, because at the end we learn, as long as you make copies and distribute it, tomorrow will never come from you, which I did not know was a twist of this movie. So you keep spreading your STD, you'll yeah. never catch up to you. Um, Rachel goes back to the Morgan house after she's been kicked out. Uh, she finds it, the door open, the house empty, and she also finds a videotape just lying around, which is of Samara in the mental institution. Uh, she's just saying a bunch of weird shit until Richard Brian Cox comes back into the room, whacks this fucking woman over the head to be fair she's broken in he could have killed her uh and yeah. <laughs> but instead of doing anything with her he walks himself to the bathroom with all the electricals in the house a whole curry's worth of electricals which is a uk electrical store in case anyone didn't know also it's shut <laughs> down now so it's not very relevant uh and he <laughs> kills himself in the bathtub <laughs> he plugs everything in yes that company has gone into administration <laughs> That is the hot, like the most convoluted way to kill yourself I've ever seen. The amount of electrical equipment that he had in that bathroom was so unnecessary. Well, it's, it's just so on the nose for what the message is meant to be, I guess. That this yeah. whole technology and media thing, as he's just got every single household appliance piled up in his bathroom in order to electrocute himself. <laughs> well, luckily, after he kills himself, Noah turns up. Uh, he's gotten to the island because I think he learned about what was going on uh, because Richard had taken out a tape that he was looking for. I skipped that scene because it was just another person looking for another tape in another records room. Uh, he turns yeah. up, they go to the barn where Rachel remembers that Samara said to her in the vision, oh, fucking something, oh, this is so convoluted, that the horses keep her up at night. And she sees the ladder from the videotape they go up the ladder and they find a small room at like the back of the barn where they forced Samara to stay. And in there, there's a tiny bed, there's a tiny chair, there's a tiny TV. This was her bedroom. Uh, and behind the wall, the wallpaper as well, they find an image of a tree burned into the wood of the barn. I, I don't have much to say about this other than it's just like the next tenuous link to the next scene. It's just another sticking kids in front of TVs is bad yeah. thing, I guess that causes the electoral rays to rot her brain and now she can burn images onto things because neglecting your kids is bad. Which I guess is the lesson Rachel is supposed to learn. That, oh, I probably shouldn't be neglecting my child all the time, actually, or they'll burn terrible images into my brain. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's all just this imagery thing coming from the video and they're trying to like make it really poignant, but it seems a bit forced at this point. I think up to this point, it's where they're trying to like gather speed in the film, but it's it's oh, falling a bit flat. You aren't gathering fast enough, trust <laughs> no. me. None of this is needed. It's now Wednesday. Thank God it's the final day, everyone. She's going to die today, isn't she? It's day seven. They head to Shelter Mountain again because Rachel had seen that tree burned into that barn before when she was at Shelter Mountain. If you can't remember that... That's because it only happened once in this movie. That's where she watched the video. She saw that tree on the on the hill outside a window, I guess. 
they get there, Noah has like a fit that they can't figure out what's going on and he smashes a jar of marbles that's fucking lying around <laughs> and all the marbles sink towards the bottom of the room. I hated The this. middle of the room, rather. This is the worst it. place ever for teenagers to decide to spend their weekend. Let's yeah. go to a cabin where we can borrow a VHS and if yeah. that's too boring, there's always a big jar of marbles. We'll find something <laughs> to do. <laughs> also, there is a well filled with water and moisture sat below your wood cap. That thing is black mold in color. Thing is stinking. All right, this is this is my point now. Carpentry corner opens up now. <laughs> <laughs> this is where they find that area, and he starts hacking at the floor. Aside yes. from all the mold, and those floorboards would be rotten to fuck. By yeah. the way, there would be no floor left. He starts hacking through the floor. There are no floor joists in that entire room. What you're doing is you're standing on only floorboards, which would be like a fucking trampoline. It is absolutely fucked. There would be no floor there. You would be sitting in that well with the fucking skeleton of Samara. And even if it managed to stay up, once you remove the middle section, yeah. all of it comes down. Exactly. There are literally, there's no joy. I can't express how badly built this place is. Well, that's and- going to come important in a second, Johnny, because as they, <laughs> they get down there, somehow, you know, the whole cabin stays up. And they remove the top of the well. And as they're doing it, and they're, they're searching the bottom with flashlights, random screws start coming apart in the cabin, right? So it's Samara the ghost. I quite like the screws. this bit. Yes, it would be good. But what are those screws screwing into? We've just said there are no joists. <laughs> so all those are, are screws in the floor, which yeah. was being held up only by the middle being in place. So the whole thing should have collapsed already. (laughs) Everyone should be in the well. But somehow, those screws go up. Samara set up this sick mouse trap where, like, the screws raising just causes another part of the floor to lower, and the TV rolls down, ironically, hitting Samara into the well. Media's bad. This is just like Gremlins, where... Everything's got gremlins in it was the message of that, which was technology's bad because it all comes from some other fucking country now. She falls into the well. Uh, somehow she doesn't hit the sides on the way down. She just hits the water. Also, she fell 60 feet, by the way. Yeah. So that she water should have fucking head obliterated first. her. Head first into waist-high water. Weirdly unmarked. She is fine. And the <laughs> child that fell down four years before also was fine when she fell down there. We're going to get to that. She's at the bottom. She finds a fingernail from clearly where Samara tried to claw her way back up. She she swims, she, you know, she scoops around around the bottom. She finds Samara's body. She's intact. I was concerned about this at this point. I was like, that girl should be soup. Yeah. But we learn that it is just like a hallucination. And actually, she is a skeleton now. She has a flashback now, doesn't she? She does. This is the flashback to... Samara being very well-placed of her own accord, just singing next to the well when old Anna Morgan rolls up, bags her and bins her <laughs> into the well. Because <laughs> she's like, I, I, but she's like, she says, I, I always wanted you, uh, but the implication is, but you're a freaky girl and I can't deal with you anymore. Anna Morgan <laughs> was basically being tortured by this girl. We haven't noticed really, Samara... Has like demonic power. She's the Antichrist or something. Yeah. She gives people around her weird visions and makes them seem insane. 
in, and the mum just finally had enough. And in the interviews, in the things that we skipped over, there's her like in this padded room saying like, "I just have to kill everyone. I'm going to kill everyone." The this kind of shit. Yeah. She's a she's a troubled child with demonic powers. She should have seen her off a bit earlier than this. To be fair. And we also skipped that this isn't their kid. They couldn't conceive, so they yeah. they disappeared one day and came back with this child. And the doctor said, we don't know where it came from, but apparently the original birth mother, original birth mother, the birth mother died, and they just <laughs> claimed this child. No other backstory other than that. So yeah, Rachel's got these burn marks on her arms where she's been grabbed by Samara from previous visions. And then because she's then seen this whole thing through, they kind of wash away like yeah. she's had some sort of baptism in the well and now she's cleansed of being a neglectful parent almost like you're but washed free of this your is sins an evil child regardless of her death she was evil before she was thrown in the well she was making all the horses kill themselves why would her going to the well if anything that would anger her do you know what i mean like yeah so because then they have this realization that they shouldn't neglect their child but this is brought forward in just the weirdest way possible as they go to collect him and he's just sprawled out on the floor asleep and they're just like i guess we should probably do something about this child maybe stop (laughs) neglecting him and put him to bed for once i guess there's a few times in this movie where she goes to his room to check on him and he's never in bed as if maybe he's just been falling asleep wherever he is at the time for years until she finally goes, I should probably parent at some point. Well, what I found about funny about those scenes is he's never in bed, but that's because she's gotten up three hours later than her son, and he's already made Maybe. breakfast and ironed her clothes for the day and made the beds and everything. He's not neglected. He's just, he is the adult. <laughs> he's just waking up wherever he fell and then getting on with his day. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the movie could have ended here. Like, this could have been the nice message at the end. and could have made sense because she lost the, the burn. Yeah. But the movie continues, and it, it turns out the only reason she survives in the end is because she duplicated the tape. It's because they wanted Doesn't, to set up a sequel. It's, it's not because she duplicated the tape. It's because she duplicated the, ca- the tape, and then Aiden watched it because she already she got told... Oh. So someone yeah. still has to watch the duplicated tape, which her son did. That's why the... Do- okay, we're going to get to that. Let's save that for the end because that's when the reveal will be. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, Rachel makes it out of the well. The emergency services turn up and she thinks everything's all right. They're, they're going to bury the body in a few days. Uh, and Rachel actually even says, uh, it's over now, but there's still 25 minutes of the movie left. But don't worry, it's not going to take us 25 to do it. Um <laughs> Uh, Noah says, how long can you survive in a well? Rachel says, seven days. That's what the prevalence of that whole thing is, which was bugging me the entire movie. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, And also where I realised, I guess you do count weekends in the seven days. Uh, They pick up Aiden on the way home and Noah takes them both home. Uh, They all all assume it's over, like I said. Uh, They've had no confirmation that it is. Rachel tells Aiden that they helped this girl, Samara, out of the dark place. And this is really where I got annoyed with the boy. Yeah. He's like, why have you done this? Yeah. Uh, she she was supposed to stay there. You shouldn't have helped her out. She's basically fucking evil. Why, why have you not said this beforehand, you creepy cunt? But 
It didn't change yeah. anything. No. Why have you let her out? Now she's going to start killing people after seven days. What, the thing she was already doing? True, yeah. she has exactly the same powers as she had in the well. But Rachel says she won't hurt you now. Who fucking died and made you queen of the children thrown into wells? Do you know what I mean? Like, you don't know the fucking rules around this. No, no one does, because the rules carry on regardless. Her being in the well was never important. She's a journalist. Well, she's not like a paranormal expert. Like... I just it's so pointless. This this film, The Ring, is about the well, but the well is not at all important to this movie at all. No. This was a girl who was evil before the well and was evil after the well, and the well does not confine her at all. She does the no. same stuff. She transcends the well. Fuck me. Wow. Uh Noah is in his office. He's just looking at some photos and his TV turns on. Oh, it shows the well. Uh, he tries to turn it off, he turns it on, it turns on again, the well is still there, he gets absolutely fucked by Samara. In the slowest way possible. He oh, runs yeah. away at the, at the speed of a, a wounded fucking squirrel. He's <laughs> he's limping away for seemingly no reason. And not and once does he into think, shit. what if I punch this eight-year-old girl no, in the head? No. <laughs> he spends might... all his time being surprised that a girl has come out of the TV rather than... What should I do about the girl coming out of the TV? <laughs> I would have five seconds of, oh shit, there's a girl coming out of the TV. Well, you're in shock, granted. At least that's weird as throw fun. something at her. Yeah. <laughs> then I would be as... at least trying to fucking hit it or throw something at her, like you said. As soon as the top of the noggin comes out, that's when I'm acting. That is <laughs> Bang. the weakest part of a human. Right. <laughs> that's where the sole of my fucking foot is going when it comes out of the TV. I, I will say I love the effect. Clearly, they did it reversed. Like yeah. she was dragged into the screen. They, they. That's a CGI effect or a green screen effect, and that's how they do it because of the way the hair drags is so good. I love that. Also, but- the way um, when he's running away, when she like jutters, like with the like tracking on a VHS, and like goes to like like 10 foot in front of where she was that bit was fucking cool i like that that's very supernatural i know yeah. boys you oh you have seen it johnny yeah yeah i've seen supernatural spot on supernatural that which started three years after this movie came out so you can see where they got their influence for it yeah yeah and, uh, i love supernatural baby um <laughs> yeah aiden gets not aiden Noah gets fucked by the ghost rachel finds him the assistant finds him after her he's not important anymore um, Rachel goes home, sends Aiden to his room, which I love as her response because it's like <laughs> I assume there's no TV in there, which is why you think he's safe. And which makes me think: Can you solve this problem by just not having a TV? Which is juxtaposed to what you said, Carl, about it just being reflections. But I didn't know that, so I wondered what Samara's travel distance from <laughs> the TV or the reflection. How safe can you be by being that far away from it? Because the neighbor's be... TV. If you don't close, have a yeah. TV, yeah, just coming out the neighbor's TV and just being like, I'm sorry, I'll just, uh, I'm just going to pass through. I just need to get to next door. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Stay where you are. Don't, don't mind me. Actually, I can only do 60 uh, feet. Can you call your yeah. neighbor? <laughs> you've, you've locked the front door. Do you mind if... <laughs> she can't touch anything. She can only make you yawn. <laughs> she does really sleepy stuff. Oh. <laughs> Oh, well, Rachel now makes the massive fucking jump. Well, well, well. 
But uh, the reason this is, they, they've lived and Noah died before them, even though he watched the tape after them, is that she duplicated the tape and, like Carl said, showed it to someone and they need to keep passing it on down the chain. I would yeah. fucking argue, and the film would also argue, Noah was absolutely there when the tape was duplicated. Yeah. And neither of them were there when Aiden watched the tape. Ooh, all right. Okay. Aiden watched yeah. it of his own accord. <laughs> they both made the tape. Aiden decided to watch it on his own. They're both of equal relation to the boy, even though yeah. the boy both calls were them present both when it was copied. Yeah. Yeah. No, she she made the copy after, didn't she? No, they made it together. They made it because together. Because that's when yeah. I guess it must be whoever presses the... the buttons then, because she makes she the kid take press full the buttons. Control of the buttons. Yeah. Yeah. Semantics. Well, that's it. That's the movie, everyone. <laughs> I don't want to talk about this anymore. That is the movie. <laughs> but we have to talk about it more because there's the question I've just remembered. Cole, I'm going to start with you. Johnny, we're going to hit you. And then I'm going to do a real fucking short one. Unlike this fucking movie. <gasps> Cole, so you think that was good, do you? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is good. It's a good horror movie and did spawn a lot of it did do something new to the genre that spawned a lot of other very good horror movies but let's say the message in it really struggles in 2023 and it's really thrown at you of this whole media technology is bad and maybe that's what the ending is saying because it's not all happy and oh we solved it by finding her body and now she's at peace it's just no this shit will always just keep getting worse and spreading and at the same time, I'm not quite sure what the message is about her. Because she's this independent, working mum. And it almost seems to be saying, well, you can't be a woman with a job and be a mum. Otherwise, you're just going to neglect your child. Because at the end... It's a weird message thinking about it yeah. like that, yeah. yeah. He asks her, are you not going into work today, mum? And she's like, no, no, I'm going to stay with you. Like, I finally today. learned that a woman belongs at home. <laughs> looking after the child yeah weird yeah and it didn't think about it like that but it does it does frame it that way it's weird <laughs> no that's a, it, it's it's a very good movie it didn't feel like a horror to to no. kick off spooky season uh wait what did you just say which bit i heard a consonant when there should have been another consonant call it's not I'll called ne- spooky I'll, season i'll never say it i will never say it it is called Spoopy Season. Spoopy. <laughs> Johnny, give us thou opinion. Oh, well, thine opinion is... I, d- I don't know. I thought it was good. When I was watching it, I really liked it. I, th- I think I, I broke it up into two halves. So I stopped just before the horse killed itself. <laughs> and that that first section, it, it felt very tense. And there was Great. a lot of... I loved it, yeah. Yeah, they, they really built this sort of like uh tension in like i said with the score and all this other stuff and then afterwards it kind of fell a bit it fell a bit flat i remember it when i was watched it as a teenager like most of us probably did and being actually very scared of it and this time i was like it just it didn't really come to anything at the end it seemed like a bit of a cop-out for a sequel that well in the sequel yeah i mean there's three more (laughs) what was in she's still around she's still a threat 
Other yeah. than she's at peace now. Yeah, because they, they should have finished it when she picked her out of the well and held her, and then absolutely yeah. that that would have been a, nice a good ending, ending for yeah. it, and it would have been clear, and that this the whole thing would have been rounded off, and like this this girl who's neglected had found someone who found her body in a well or whatever, something like that, some kind of message that would lend itself to that. But I d- I, I don't know. I d- I felt like I was very positive when I watched it yesterday, and when I finished it today, I was like, oh, I don't know. But that big twist ending is what people keep going on about online, about how it's what really makes the film, is you think it's got that standard ending where everything's resolved, and then, nah, it's just evil is evil and will continue to be. People don't watch horror for that, though. People watch horror to be scared. They don't need... Yeah. I'm going to kind of disagree with both. I agree. Horror endings don't have that ending where things are resolved. It's always where you think they're resolved and then you die anyway. It's literally the staple of horrors where you think you're okay. This movie did what all horrors did, which is why I think the actual movie ended when we thought it did. But because this was labelled a horror or the studio thought it was going to be, they added that last bit where yeah. they were still going to die. Otherwise, it was just, this was just a nice analogy for something else and would have been a quite a beautiful movie apart from all that fucking record stuff in the middle. <laughs> but that ending wasn't wasn't needed. Where uh, Yes, it spawns a lot of other stuff, and that's yeah. great. And maybe that came from the original. I, I, I have seen Ringu, but I cannot remember it. Yeah. Um, I... I I enjoyed this, but uh, it, it was just too long. It was too long. There was too much fucking crap searching around, investigation bullshit that didn't need to be in it. She didn't need to be an investigative person. Her fucking niece could have just died, and she was looking into it, and that was the end of it, and that's what set everything off. We didn't need Brian Cox in it. Love you, Brian Cox. You're awesome, but your story wasn't needed. We didn't need anything about the mum. It could have just been about fucking Samara and what a fucking omen child she was. Uh, I liked Aiden being in it, he was a creepy kid, but he wasn't just your normal creepy kid. He was an old man in a kid's body. <laughs> Everything else was superfluous to this movie. It could have been so much more condensed. Yeah. I enjoyed it, but it's not the horror I was looking to start off this season with. It's a, it's a slow break into spoopy season. Yes. We'll, we'll get into something a bit more... But iconic. Ag- yeah, I, I am... Just for the listeners, I'm an absolute fucking pussy when it comes to horror films. And when you said the ring, I was like, "Oh God!" And this was, this was nice. This was nice. There are this is one that I can do <laughs> from the era we'll be looking at that are proper scary. Yeah, right now, we're on the waist deep in the well. Yeah, <laughs> we could do. Oh shit! What's that clown one I watched, Carl? Where he sawed the woman from fanny to face. <laughs> that really Ter- terror terror the terrifier yeah. the terrifier that. No. No, thank it's you. It's horrible. No, I had to you. turn that off. There's not, there's maybe even one other movie in my life I've turned off. I love a horror, me. And, you know, I'm not the most brave man in the world. I like a horror because it gives me something, a feeling I don't feel otherwise. But the Terrifier accessed something I did not like. <laughs> Seeing a woman sword from fanny to face, I was like, oh, that, oh, that's, if this is the middle of the movie, yeah. I don't want to see the rest of the movie. Yeah, so th- that's our ball. We're gonna find something less than that, but more than the ring. We're gonna <laughs> yeah. we're gonna get there along this season. We got eight more. Weeks Either way, this. I'm gonna shit myself with fear. Yes, I think <laughs> we've got some good stuff in in the barrel. Some some classics, some ones that people think are a shit, and some uh, some some kind of scaryish movies. Uh. And I think 
it's a bloody good place to end it, boys. Yeah. So thank you both so much for joining me. Thank you all for listening. I'm positive this will be cut down into something much more listenable than <laughs> what I have experienced. Uh, please follow us over on Twitter and Instagram at So You Think Pod. Uh, same handle over on YouTube. Leave us a five star review. Next week, I kind of don't want to tell you what we're watching because we've got a couple in the mix. I kind of know what it's going to be, but I think because it's spooky season, the surprise is more on theme. So, boys, until then, goodbye. Goodbye. Seven days.